Marshawn Lloyd decided to get cryptic with some of the things he did on Twitter on Sunday afternoon. How should we interpret all of this? Our Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Hello Gamecock Nation and welcome back to the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, your show for daily headlines and potential storylines on your favorite South Carolina Gamecock sports teams. I'm your host, Andrew Lyon, and as always, thank you for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your first watch or listen here today. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. And I tell you what... Just when I thought one firestorm was just starting to settle down regarding the possibility of Arkansas Titan coach Dow Loggins becoming South Carolina's next offensive coordinator, now we have another firestorm that has been set off, this time by South Carolina running back Marshawn Lloyd through a few not-so-subtle actions that he had on Twitter on Sunday regarding a tweet and a notable change to his Twitter bio. And Gamecock fans are now concerned that Marshawn Lloyd may have played his final snaps as a South Carolina Gamecock. So let's go ahead and dive on right into this situation because there's a lot to try to decipher here in terms of what all could potentially be going on with this situation. And obviously, Gamecock fans do not want to see Marshawn Lloyd leave this team as the Gamecocks have already taken a hit at the tight end position leading into the Gator Bowl, and Marshawn Lloyd means a lot to this program. We're going to dive into all of that to start off today's show. So let's go ahead and start with the tweet in question. Where Marshawn Lloyd took to Twitter on Sunday afternoon and posted the following, saying, quote, game ain't based on sympathy. Do what's best for you. Hashtag Uno, representing, of course, the number that he wears at South Carolina in the number one. Now, at first, it didn't really seem like that a lot of people were reading too deeply into that specific tweet. Some people thought that maybe it was just one of those quotes from one of those songs that maybe some of these guys listened to that he was just posting on Twitter. And so only a few fans were sort of wondering what this tweet actually meant. And then either at the same time or not too long after that tweet was posted, Marshawn Lloyd went to his Twitter bio and took out the portion of his bio that said that he was a South Carolina running back, leaving the Twitter bio to just plainly say the word Uno, again, representing his number and also the brand that he actually runs as a part of his sort of collegiate athlete profile that he's built up for himself over the last eight, nine months or so. So to get into what this means in a general sense, to put it bluntly, It definitely seems like that Marshawn Lloyd is not happy about something related to maybe his current situation or maybe a team situation or maybe an entirely different issue, which I'll dive into all that in just a couple moments. And the thing is, y'all, when it comes to modern day athletes, 
We have seen now multiple examples of whenever a player is in a particular set of circumstances and they are not pleased with how the situation is unfolding for them, they go on social media and they do something such as wipe their entire profile clean of any semblance of any sort of relationship or association they have with that football team, changing their bio. This has happened with a couple of players in just the last year or so. South Carolina fans, Debo Samuel did the same exact thing with the San Francisco 49ers back in the offseason, which of course set off an entire slew of rumors as people tried to figure out what the issue was between him and San Francisco. Now, of course, they did wind up working things out to where Debo got a massive new contract, and he is now still playing for the San Francisco 49ers. Kayshawn Butte, a star wide receiver for the LSU Tigers, did this sort of thing after they lost to Florida State in Week 1 back in the regular season. And so that leads into the next question, which is, What does this mean in a specific sense? Well, admittedly, this entire scenario could be pointing to multiple different things. The problem is that none of the answers I'm about to go over, admittedly, make complete sense. So let's run through the options here. The first issue could be the potential hiring of Arkansas Titan coach Dal Loggins. Now, there were some Sunday reports that did come out from a couple of different Gamecock websites that did say that Dow Loggins has become a serious candidate in South Carolina's offensive coordinator search. So really, truthfully, just validating some of the reports that came out initially last week from Jacob Davis Scott of Arkansas's SB Nation website and Brad Crawford of 24-7 Sports, who were the first two, I guess, valid sources to throw out this information about Dow Loggins and the potential interest South Carolina had in him as their new offensive coordinator. But the thing is, I don't think that the timing of these reports and Marshawn Lloyd in the same couple of hours basically wiping clean his Twitter bio of anything South Carolina related and posting that post have anything to do with each other. Because the thing is, I feel like if Marshawn Lloyd was unhappy with the potential for Dow Loggins to be hired by South Carolina, that he would not have done this on Sunday. He would have done something on Thursday or Friday of last week. And Marshawn Lloyd, obviously, is a part of the program, much closer to everything that's going on than I am, than the fans are, than other reporters are. He is right there in the thick of things. So if someone's going to know exactly how things are playing out, it's probably going to be Marshawn Lloyd. So if this has been the case for some time now with Dow Loggins, this just doesn't add up to me. But there could be a separate reason related to the Dow Loggins hire that could explain why Marshawn Lloyd did what he did on Sunday afternoon and seems like he could be inadvertently saying that he is going to go into the transfer portal. Again, not official, but... That is the fear with everything he did on Sunday on social media. So we're going to dive into that and something else that could be playing a role here in just a few moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. But before we continue talking about the Marshawn Lloyd situation, I do want to let y'all know that today's show is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. Now, if you're a small business owner or manager that feels like the hiring process is a high-stakes wager because you want the best qualified candidates available, there's an easy way to get around this conundrum. That's by using LinkedIn Jobs. 
which helps to find the right people for your team faster and for free. When you use LinkedIn Jobs, you can create a job post in minutes to reach both your own personal network and a worldwide professional network that consists of 810 million people. You can also add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame on your profile, which helps to find the right people that fit the job description to AT, and it uses tools like screening questions to filter through those candidates and populate the right team member for your business to finish out the year strong. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus other leading competitors in the industry because LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to, again, faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions still apply. Welcome back to this Monday edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. I want to thank y'all once again for making Locked On Gamecocks your first listen here today. Now for your next listen, I would like for you to go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast where the biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day all take place. The Locked On Sports Today podcast is available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Okay, so let's get on right back into the situation that is currently ongoing right now with South Carolina running back Marshawn Lloyd and what his social media activity could mean in regards to a potential issue with South Carolina. Now, I mentioned Dow Loggins before we went into the break. So here's the next reason why Marshawn Lloyd might not be happy with South Carolina right now. It relates to Dow Loggins once again, but this time the reason is more specific. Maybe... Marshawn Lloyd does not want to put blind faith in a guy with a pro-style background, like he had to with Marcus Satterfield for the last two years. It's important to remember, when Marshawn Lloyd joined this program, although it only feels like he's been here for practically a year because he really just burst out to the scene for South Carolina this season, he joined the program back in 2020, the last year that Will Muschamp was here in Columbia. Mike Bobo was the offensive coordinator that season. Marcus Satterfield had not arrived yet at South Carolina. Of course, that all took place in the 2020 offseason heading into 2021. Marshawn Lloyd, of course, had pretty much lost the 2021 season because he was still recovering mentally, especially from that ACL injury, and only really came back during the spring heading into this season in 2022. But the thing is, Marshawn Lloyd was probably still not utilized to the best of his abilities, especially early on in the season in the Arkansas and Georgia games. Two games where we saw South Carolina go down 21-3, I believe, or 21-0 in both contests, and pretty much were just trying to air the ball out for the majority of the beginning of each of these games. And it wasn't until South Carolina was in a massive hole where they finally decided to put more emphasis on the ground game, which obviously is the exact opposite of how you want to operate as an offensive coach. But I digress. That was a few months ago. Nothing you can change about it now. The point is, Marshawn Lloyd, it took pretty much a temper tantrum in the Arkansas game and Shane Beamer stepping in after the Georgia game for him to finally get some snaps and some actual carries out of the backfield. And 
from the Charlotte game onward, Marshawn Lloyd was on an absolute tear until, of course, the Missouri game where he got the deep thigh bruise injury, which pretty much took him out of commission for the rest of the season. So maybe he does not want to have to now put blind trust, again, in another coach that has a pro-style background that, again, he could be told by Shane Beamer, look, this guy's not going to do what Marcus Satterfield did. This guy's going to utilize you the way you should be used. He's not going to have you coming in and out of the game. He is going to prioritize the run game. Maybe Marshawn just doesn't want to blindly believe that a second time. Again, I'm not saying that's the case. And Dow Loggins has not even been officially hired yet. But if Dow Loggins is the new OC indeed, and that's finalized sometime later in the week, maybe that's something to consider with Marshawn Lloyd. Now, the last reason, which is going to cover a couple different possibilities, is maybe there was a broken promise somewhere. The first area to point to, obviously, would be NIL. Now, I will say this. In terms of following some of these football players on social media, I would assume that Marshawn Lloyd is not necessarily one of the athletes on the team that has to worry about NIL deals. Marshawn Lloyd, I think, has got a couple different deals going for him. Again, obviously, no one knows exactly how much he's making. It's not our business. But I would say that Marshawn, from a bird's eye view, has done pretty well in this area up to this point. But who knows? Maybe there was a promise with a particular contract or with a particular, you know, deal that was going to be brokered for him at some point, And maybe there was a wrench thrown into things. And now he's upset because of that. I'm not saying again that that's indeed what's happened here. But look, we've heard rumblings of players before who are very, very upset with coaching staffs or with entire schools because something happened with an NIL deal. So you do have to consider the possibility of that coming into play here. Another thing, which I didn't really think about until later on in the day, was this. If Dow Loggins is indeed hired here as the new offensive coordinator, you have to imagine he's going to want to bring in a couple of his own guys. Not saying he's going to want to completely wipe clean the entire offensive staff. Coach Beamer would probably not allow him to do such a thing. But let's say he wants to bring just one or two assistants with him. What if that means there's a new running back coach? You see where I'm going with this? What if Marshawn Lloyd's got a great relationship with running backs coach Montario Hardesty at South Carolina and Dow Loggins' potential hire as the new offensive coordinator means that Montero Hardesty doesn't come back. Again, that has not been confirmed by any sources. That is not to say that that is indeed what would happen. But it is a possibility. And look, player-coach relationships can be much stronger than all of us who are outside the building realize. So if Marshawn and Montero do have that kind of relationship, and there's no guarantee that he could come back for the 2023 season if Dow Loggins is hired, you could see how Marshawn Lloyd would be very upset about this, especially if he felt like that his coach has done nothing to deserve potentially, you know, being let go in the process. So I've run through the gamut of all the reasons that could be coming into play here with the entire Marshawn Lloyd situation. But the bottom line with this whole thing is this. There's no surefire answer as to why Marshawn Lloyd has done what he's done on social media. There's nothing that can explain why he might potentially be upset with his coaching staff. Now, do I think that all is lost and that he is not coming back to South Carolina for next season? No, I do not think that is the case. Because if Marshawn Lloyd was not coming back, to be honest with y'all, I think that he would have already entered the transfer portal by this point. I mean, heck, 
Marshawn Lloyd was quite literally on social media recruiting some other offensive linemen seemingly to South Carolina. Specifically, Javion Cohen, I believe a teammate of his from DeMatha High School who currently, or at least was playing at West Virginia who just entered the portal recently. Forget his name off the top of my head. Marshawn Lloyd, I happen to notice, deleted both of those tweets as well, which tells me that he was intending on those guys potentially being recruited to South Carolina to come play here. You know, who knows, maybe offer some assistance for an offensive line that's getting to lose some really experienced players up front. So I think that that tells you, look, he was completely in with this team just a couple days ago. So what has happened in the last 48 hours? I couldn't tell you. But what I can tell you is this. It is very clear that there is a problem right now. And if this problem with Marshawn Lloyd can be resolved without drastically affecting some of the other plans that Shane Beamer and the staff might have had for this offseason, in my opinion, and probably in a lot of y'all's opinion as well, South Carolina would be very smart to get this resolved. Because Marshawn Lloyd, if he does not come back for next year's team, it quite literally changes what the expectation probably should be for the team for next season. South Carolina has hopes and aspirations to contend for an SEC East title potentially next year. I'm not going to say that they could win the SEC East, but compare them to Tennessee, Florida, Kentucky, Missouri, Vanderbilt, all heading into next year. What it looks like they could return, especially if Spencer Rattler comes back. Y'all, there's a fair argument that South Carolina will be at least the second best team in the East and could be the biggest challenger to Georgia next year in the division. If Marshawn Lloyd's not a part of that equation, those chances go down. I'm not going to say they go down drastically, but it hurts South Carolina in that regard. So, needless to say, again, don't know exactly what all has happened here, but this is going to be something that South Carolina fans are going to want to keep an eye on over the coming days. And uh, who knows, maybe there could be some news eventually that trickles out that Marshawn Lloyd has entered the transfer portal. Again, I would highly encourage y'all to not just throw in the towel and say that all hope is lost with this. I don't think that's the case, but it's very clear. Something's got to be mended. Something's got to be fixed soon or else. Who knows? Marshawn Lloyd could be suiting up in a different uniform in 2023. Now, there's not just drama going on right now with South Carolina and Marshawn Lloyd. There is also some drama right now regarding the recruiting front for South Carolina. So what all has happened this past weekend that could potentially change things for a couple of commits and targets for South Carolina in the coming weeks? I'm going to dive into all of that in just a few moments. Before we go through all of these players, I want to let y'all know that today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Simply Safe. Now, at Locked On Gamecocks, we believe that home should be where you and your family feel the safest, especially over the holiday season. And this season, you could give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system in Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked On Gamecock listeners and viewers 40% off of a new security system. But this deal is only available for a limited time. Now, what I love about Simply Safe is the sensors that you could put in all over your home. Listen, Simply Safe has got a sensor for quite literally every single window, every single door, every potential entry and exit point in your home. Simply Safe will have you covered. And let's be honest, you can't just worry these days about exterior threats. 
to your home. You've also got to worry about interior threats as well. Maybe some horrible accident that happens inside the home. Maybe some natural disaster that takes place. You need to have your home protected in every single facet. Simply Safe will help you take care of all of that. So don't miss your chance to save big on my favorite security system in Simply Safe. Get 40% off of any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college today. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back to today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. All right, so there were a few notable things that did take place for Shane Beamer and South Carolina's coaching staff this past weekend in regard to a couple of different commitments and some potential targets for South Carolina. Of course, the staff has been staying very busy recently visiting a bunch of South Carolina's commitments, including Grayson Howard on Sunday, who quite literally probably saw half of South Carolina's on-field assistance plus Shane Beamer all in his home, which again, just tells you how important of a target that he is for this staff in the 2023 recruiting cycle. But to get past all of that talk, let's talk about a recent offer and a very notable one at that. As Lenore Sellers' brother, Jaden, has been offered by South Carolina. Now, Lenore Sellers, for those of you who maybe don't know who that is, is a quarterback recruit from the state of South Carolina who played at South Florence High School this past season that literally just ended within the last couple of weeks. He's a dual-threat quarterback, but look, he's not a guy who literally runs first and throws second. This is a guy that can do both quite well. He's a guy that is quite strong. He's very athletic, can throw the ball on the run. This is a guy that's got all of the tools in the toolbox to be an all-conference type quarterback. He is that kind of a talent. South Carolina has been pushing him hard for the last few months, but Syracuse has had his commitment since, I believe, March of this year. That coaching staff made him a very big priority early on before his senior season ever took place. But South Carolina did just recently offer his younger brother, Jaden Sellers, who I believe is a sophomore wide receiver on South Florence's football team. And the thing is, the Sellers brother, you know, maybe this doesn't come as a shot, but they, I think, are a package deal in terms of where they're going to play college ball. So for South Carolina to offer Jaden Sellers, needless to say, very, very smart move on their part. And in my opinion, it's going to give him a much better shot to potentially land the Norris Sellers at the end of this recruiting cycle. This is going to be one that South Carolina fans are going to want to pay attention to moving forward. Now, there was a couple of South Carolina commits this past weekend. They got a real notable offer from a brand new Power 5 football coach. As Gamecock commits, Bakari Swain and Isaiah Yada have been offered by Colorado and subsequently new head coach Deion Sanders. Now, I'll go ahead and get right into the main question some of y'all may be asking yourselves hearing that news. Is there a reason for South Carolina to be worried about losing potentially either of these prospects? I have to admit, I would say yes. I'll start off with Fakari real quick. Look, Swain is a guy that is an athlete at his high school. He's projected as an athlete or listed as an athlete by pretty much all the recruiting service websites out there. And the thing is, he plays both defensive back and wide receiver, and he does both at a pretty high level where he plays high school ball at. Guess who also played both positions at a pretty high level, especially defensive back? Deion Sanders. Did it at the highest level in football in the NFL. Isn't a pro football. 
is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Um, yeah, to say that this offer might be one of the biggest honors Vakari Swain might ever have in his young football career would probably be an understatement, honestly. I mean, it says a lot for a guy like Deion Sanders to look at his film and say, I like your potential. I think I want you to come play for my program. Look, there's no doubt that's probably going to speak volumes to Vicari. And honestly, I won't be shocked if maybe he turns around and takes a visit to them at some point. If he doesn't, that tells you just how strong the bond is between him and South Carolina's coaching staff. But watch that one closely because I promise you, again, with everything I just said, I would not be shocked if Bakari Swan at least listens to Dion and Colorado and their pitch for what they could do for him at the next level. Now for Isaiah Yada, he's been getting plenty of offers since he committed to South Carolina back in the summer. And those offers include BYU, Illinois, NC State, Oklahoma State, and Auburn. And speaking of Auburn, Isaiah Yada visited the Auburn Tigers, this past weekend. And from what he told a couple of their reporters, it seems like that Auburn is in the mix here. It seems like that he's not quite 100% committed to South Carolina at this moment in time. And I took this excerpt from an interview that he did with Auburn sports reporter Caleb Jones, the Rivals affiliate site for the Auburn Tigers. And what Caleb Jones had to say in the article was this. Isaiah Yada right now has narrowed his recruitment down to South Carolina, Auburn, and BYU. He's down to those three schools. A final decision is apparently going to come before signing day. Now, here's what Isaiah Yada had to say specifically in response to some of his questions, saying, quote, Auburn's pretty up there for sure. We're going to see what happens coming up soon in my visit with South Carolina, my at-home visit, and stuff like that. So we'll see what happens. South Carolina is going to make an in-home visit this week according to what was said in this article written by Caleb Jones. And um, he did admit that he's not sure if Auburn's going to have an in-home visit. But when he was asked if the Tigers have a chance, Yada ended up responding by saying, most definitely, most definitely got a chance. So based on the words right there from current Gamecock offensive line, Kamet Isaiah Yada, that recruitment is not over yet. It seems like South Carolina is getting some real stiff competition here from both Auburn and BYU, which I got to be honest with y'all. I did not realize that BYU was still in this thing. But admittedly, in terms of the prestige of the offers he has gotten, Auburn and South Carolina are probably the two biggest ones. And BYU is right there as well. So it is pretty clear that you know some of the programs now are recognizing some of the talent that South Carolina has currently committed. And if there's one silver lining to this entire thing with Akari Swain and Isaiah Yada, look at it this way. If the prospects that South Carolina was getting weren't really that good, there would probably be no one that would be talking to him at this point. Or at least that would be a fair assumption to make. But because of the fact that both of these guys are still being so heavily pursued by these programs, and I believe a couple other prospects have other programs that are trying to flip them as well, that tells y'all just how good some of these kids are that are in South Carolina's recruiting class right now. South Carolina, of course, would love to keep both of these guys in this class. Vakari Swain, again, can play both wide receiver and defensive back at a high level. I can guarantee you South Carolina does not want to lose him. Isaiah Yada is a part of probably the greatest offensive line recruiting class in South Carolina history. I promise you, with what South Carolina is losing up front, they probably don't want to lose a talented Juco offensive lineman like Isaiah Yada. So needless to say, getting into the home stretch here for the 2023 recruiting cycle, 
South Carolina's going to have to fight tooth and nail here to both get a couple of these final targets that are on their board while also holding on to some of the players that are currently in their recruiting class. So with all that being said, that is going to do it for today's show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I do hope that y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show, as always, even though it was probably a painful one to watch or listen to. What are y'all's thoughts about the Marshawn Lloyd situation? Do you think that the problem is something that I did not mention on today's show? And also, what is your thoughts on some of these recruiting battles that South Carolina are currently going through right now? Trying to hold on to Isaiah Yada, maybe now in a dogfight with Deion Sanders for Vakari Swain, and Lenore Sellers offering his little brother to try to get the both of them as a package deal to come to Columbia and stay in state. I want to hear all of y'all's thoughts and opinions down below in the comment section if you're watching today's show on YouTube. You can also shoot me a direct message at a line underscore SC, and I'll try to respond to your message as quickly as I see it. Once again, don't forget to make Locked On Sports today your second listen now that you have listened or watched the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. But... Once again, y'all, that does it for me on today's show. I hope that you have a great rest of your Monday and a great start to the work week. I'll catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. <laughs>